Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. My name is Danielle Vogel, and you're listening to Season 3 of Everyday Enviro on Full Service Radio, a show about the little things you can do to minimize your personal carbon footprint. This show is all about empowering you to take control of the pace of environmental progress you're making just by being a little bit more mindful about the way you eat, drink, shop, and think. This isn't hard stuff, but we'll show you just how easy it can be when you know exactly which small things really do matter. If fighting climate change is something that's important to you, or possibly just something you're curious to learn more about, please consider subscribing to Everyday Enviro, wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm joined by Brian Vandenover, co-founder of Red Bear Brewing Company in the Noma neighborhood of D.C. Brian, welcome! Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you here, former uh, Glenn's family member. Yes, absolutely. I miss my time there. (laughs) We miss you. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking about your brewery, but I want to get started by getting your tips on navigating the week I have long referred to as the national holiday of Glens Garden Market. Brian, it's DC Beer Week. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so much going on. Awesome. So Red Bear is sponsoring this year. So I know you know what's going on, but first of all, can you tell us sort of what DC Beer Week is all about and why you decided to get involved? DC Beer Week is bringing all the DC small independent breweries together and highlighting who we are, what we're doing in the industry, what kind of beer we've got going on, and uh, uh, helping us fund the DC Brewers Guild. What's the Brewers Guild? The the Brewers Guild is all the breweries came together about seven years ago, and uh, they decided to create a guild to help promote who they are. Uh, not only uh, they they help create legislation for the the DC uh, government to help pass those things to help our our businesses grow. Mm-hmm. Um, they help uh, message who we are. All that fun stuff. Uh, so it's like a trade association? Yeah, pr- pretty much, yeah. Um, most uh, states have a guild, and DC was like, hey, we want a guild too. So we all came together. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And they do educational events too. Oh, absolutely. Year. Yes. Uh, one of our events this week is uh, our marquee event, but it's also uh, an, an educational event. It's uh, Women in Beer, uh, which is going to be amazing. Amazing. So that's yeah. coming up on Thursday. That is on Thursday, yes. What's it all about? So... Uh, we we have our we have our taproom manager. Her name is Liz, uh, and she uh, is moderating a panel discussion of all these amazingly enterprising women in the area. Uh, we've got Mari from Adisa Brow. We have the Pink Boots Society, uh, that, which is a society for women in beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nationwide uh, organization as well to help promote women in beer. Uh, because the beer industry needs more diversity, and they're helping that process. And we've got uh, Tierney Plum from the DC Eater is going to be on the panel, and a few other women that are amazing. Yeah, so. I think I saw um, the uh, the brilliant woman that runs the beer program for 
Pizzeria Paradiso yep. is coming. Yep, yep. She's on the panel. Um, I, I am missing one more person. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, uh, what, what time does it get started? The the whole event is from 6 to 10 p.m. on Thursday night, but the panel discussion is at 7. Okay, and it's, it's at Red Bear. It's at Red Bear Brewing Company. We have a small stage. Uh, they all have microphones, and uh, there's going to be the discussion of amongst themselves, and they'll also take questions from the audience as well. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you're looking to drink some great locally made beer and mm-hmm. learn about what women are doing in the beer movement in our region, stop by this event on Thursday night. It should be very informative. And we have a beer release called Blonde Boots, uh, the proceeds are going to go to the the DC chapter Pink Boot Society, and it's a Belgian blonde. Very good. Yeah. Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I've got a very narrow alley. When it comes yes, to you beer, do. But you are you're running right up it. Um, are there any other beer week events that you're particularly excited about? Um, uh, clearly, all of them at Red Bear. <laughs> of course. So oh, I actually don't even know that. So what what else are you oh, guys doing this week? Tonight we are it, it, we're dubbing it more of. Uh, 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 a deaf night in uh, our space because we host once a month uh, ASL trivia. Trivia done all in American Sign Language. So cool. Because you're so very cool. close to Gallaudet. They are our neighbor and we we love the community and uh, we're hosting that, that trivia one, every uh, second Monday of the month. Wait. Yeah, second Monday of the month. That is this Monday. Today. Um, and we also reached out to Streetcar 82, which is a deaf-owned brewery in Maryland, uh, in Hyattsville. And uh, we did a collaboration beer. And that beer is being released as well to, uh, today. And that one's called Ursula Express, uh, because Ursula is our bear, our red bear. And then uh, they called it Streetcar 82 because the owners of Streetcar um, had a, a line called uh, 82, Streetcar 82. Um, and uh, the, they, uh, they, they're coming down with the beer release, and they're being involved in the ASL trivia tonight. That is very yeah. cool. So we're really excited about that one. Uh, and then tomorrow is our regular drag bingo, which is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with DC Beer Week, but we're doing it. Uh, Wednesday night, we're changing it up a little bit. We're doing cider for the beer nerd. Ah, uh, this is with Ezra. Yes. All Ezra, right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and it's uh, Distillery Lane from Maryland is coming down with a bunch of their ciders. And we're doing a cider flight. We're doing snake bites. And a snake bite is beer and cider mixed together. And then uh, you can taste their, their ciders. And it should be a lot of fun as well. Uh, they'll be here. It's basically an all-day event. And DLC will actually be here uh, uh, like six to nine. That's very cool. DLC, um, distillery land cider is what it stands for. We've been working with them for as long as Glens has existed, primarily because they really lean into the weirdo apple, indigenous apple varietals, Mm -hmm. um, which create spectacular cider. And they're a really fun place to go. If you have uh, a weekend free, go out to their cidery there. It's an amazing little farm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Ezra Rosenberg, who was our beverage director at Glens for about five years is now working at DLC. So he'll be the one leading this educational experience so uh give us the deets on that one more time it's wednesday night you said it's wednesday night uh basically all day uh dlc will be at our space uh from six to nine okay cool all right i will certainly try to check that out we Um, have one more event yeah please uh we're doing a bear bust craft beer bust on friday night (laughs) and we have a dj after a couple of strawberry blondes (laughs) right (laughs) um and basically this is uh, a beer bust uh you pay 35 dollars and uh select beers will be bottomless 
Very good. Yeah. Uh, so this is like next gen bottomless mimosas brought right. to you by Red Bull. Mm-hmm. We're um, trying something new. So there are a million ways to get involved with like various communities and drink your beer this week. All at your brewery. That sounds dope. Um, and if people are interested in exploring some of the other marquee events, here's what's here's what's going on in DC Beer Week. Beer Week. Last night we did the kickoff event at Blue Jacket. Um, tonight is the Biosphere release and trivia at Church Hall. Tuesday is the DC Tap Takeover at Church Key, which is always one of the biggest, coolest events of the year. Um, Roofers Union is doing a Kick the Keg on Wednesday. Yay for Thursday at Red Bear is a women in beer event we heard about just now. Um, on Friday night, Brow this year, DC Brow is doing a booze cruise. <laughs> the jury's out. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Everyone wear your uh, I've been watching their Instagram. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so I think they're doing some Yacht Rock and DC Bro, which sounds amazing. Um, perfect connection. Please, people drink responsibly. <laughs> um, and then Saturday is Brewers on the Block at Union Market. And then Ray Proper rounds it out on Sunday with their record fair, which is cool if you're into vinyl. Um, but also this year, they've added tie-dyeing your own t-shirts to the party. Which oh, I'm going. I'm definitely going. I'm going. <laughs> Um, so that's what's going on at DC Beer Week. So now that we know where we're all going to drink and learn about beer this week, let's talk about your brewery, Brian. Sure. Yeah, Red I would love beer to. Brewing Company. Awesome. So first of all, we've just shared about all the events that are going on this week, but where is the brewery and how do people get there? Well, the brewery is in the heart of Noma. Um, the address is uh, 209M Street Northeast here in DC. It's in the Northeast, obviously. It's right next to REI in the U-Line Arena building. Cool. Um, it is exactly one block from the new from the Noma Red Line stop. A little two hundred feet. <laughs> be easier for real. Um, so it's an easy place to get to and an easy place to get home from responsibly. Yes, and, and with a small carbon impact. Please use the metro <laughs> if you're going to have a drink. Amazing. Yes. Um, so if we're trying to entice people to show up, are there particular styles that you guys tend to focus on, or do you offer a pretty broad selection? Oh, of beers? we are very broad uh, in what we create. We have everything from the IPAs, the traditional IPAs. We have a both coast IPA. We have a New England style IPA. Uh, we also have. A very delicious red ale, mm. which not many places in the area are doing red ales right now. And ours True. is delicious, in my opinion. A little biased. Uh, we also have, we've got a porter on that we've just, uh, we, we are committed to having styles ranged on all the time. So you can eat a dark beer all the time. We've got, um, uh, we're doing some new things. We have a brute Kolsch, which is delicious. It because is delicious. We, we fortified it with uh, Chardonnay grape juice. That's What's that one called again? Dom Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> that um, was, that was a big hit at our party last week. <laughs> um, so we, we've got a little of everything. We, we do like to experiment. Um, you'll see the traditional beer styles, but you'll also see some funky new things. Very cool. Well. And I am a fan of your wood beer. Well, thank you. Thank Surprising you, yes. no one. Yes. I, yep. I knew <laughs> I you would be. <laughs> you guys do that really, really well. And that one's called Marmalade Skies. So. Uh, highly recommend it. So what about our gluten-free friends? Is there anything for them to find at Red Bear? We are... Our, uh, we challenged Simon, our brewer, head brewer, to come up with a gluten-free option. He's still he's still trying to figure out what style is going to work in his system. Sure. Um, you can do rice. You can do some other um, uh, uh, ancient grains and stuff like that to try and do beer with. And uh, he's still doing some research. We do want this out. I'm hoping for 2020 to have cool. a gluten-free option. Well, you'd be the first one. Nobody else is doing a gluten-free yeah. beer yep. locally. But uh, you guys offer spirits, and you also have cider. Yep. So there's stuff for everyone, even there if it's not There is literally stuff for everything. Uh, we've got wine, cider, mead, uh, cocktails. Uh, you name it, we got it. Dope. All right. So, Brian, one of your core values at Red Bear is 
conscientiousness. Yes, it is. What does that mean to you? And how does conscientiousness permeate your operations? So when we came up, we, we were, when we were developing our business, uh, we got to the section of branding and what kind of culture do we want? And so we went through our core values and we, uh, I put in conscientiousness. It's a mouthful. <laughs> to say, but um, we we wanted to be conscientious of uh, people in the industry. Um, you know, this is a hard industry to be in. Uh, you ch- people get churned through the system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of hard, long hours, and it is customer facing, uh, which can be taxing on itself. Hand to hand combat, man. It is totally. Um, and we wanted to be conscious of the fact we all, you may have another day job. Um, we want to work with you on your schedule. We understand where you're coming from and let's talk about your needs while you're working at Red Bear. And so we're, we, we want to be as conscientious of what's going on in your life as well as what's going on at Red Bear in our business and making sure we grow and we're doing our job. That's and awesome. Providing excellent customer service, knowing all these things. So this value is very much um, like inward focus. Oh, totally. A very much inward focus. And then we, we were moving into uh, the sustainability uh, mm-hmm. project and being as environmentally sound as well. So it can do it can do multiple roles to be It's ambidextrous. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We like a versatile value. <laughs> yes. um, so speaking of sustainability, though, which sustainability initiatives did you guys decide were important to integrate from the very start? What have you been doing since day one? From day one, well, the space itself is unique. And it has a lot, some unique... Uh, items that allow it to be us to be very sustainable um they have the uline arena building they 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 gutted it and they put in all the new systems and what they decided to do is have a giant condensator loop of water that everybody shares in the whole system so we don't have individual cooling units Mm -hmm. we have one giant one awesome that allows the building itself to um use the economy of scale because it's ginormous um so that's one way we've also put, when we did the construction, since it was a brand new space, we were able to put all LED lighting in to help lower our electrical uses. Our brewery assist, uh, system is electric. It's, there's no gas. Um, we, it's on-demand hot water when we need it, and oh, we only do what we need. We just shut it off if we don't need any more uh, hot water. So you're not wasting power heating water that yep. doesn't get used. It's just not sitting in there waiting us for to use it and just staying hot. It's like, boom, we have hot water. We're using that. Um, and also, uh, in the brewery, we have our heat exchanger. Um, and it recycles the water instead of dumping the water. It recycles the water to help cool the wort down when we need it to be cooled Smart. down. So we're not just getting new water just to cool down the wort and then dumping it again. Awesome. And then that's two ways we're dumping the water. I mean, no, no, no. We, we let's, let's loop it all together and help that process out. So we are really... really we're re- recycling the water, so we're not using too much water. That's obviously water is a main ingredient in beer making. Absolutely. So anywhere you can reduce your consumption throughout the process of making that beer is a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Do you have any long-term plans for incorporating additional sustainability elements into your brewing process or your tasting room? We uh, we want to ask very nicely. If we could add uh, solar panels to the Uline Arena building, whoa! Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, we have no control over it. Mm-hmm. We are we are leasing the space. Yep. Um, but uh, I think if we keep the conversation going, 
maybe someday they'll relent and allow us to do that. That would be, would very be great. Cool. I would love to be so solar powered. There is an in the meantime solution, which is opting into solar power through your normal utility provider. And you and I can maybe talk about that. Yeah, separately. Absolutely. I would love to. Um, it, there is not a significant cost implication, okay. but you are able to offset Fantastic. some of your energies. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I would recommend that you listen to the everyday environment. <laughs> I will add it to my podcast list, <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about details offline. Absolutely. Um, the, the other thing in the brewery process, we, create 600 pounds each batch of beer of spent grain and where is that going that is going to a small independence farm in virginia uh they come up every week and they pick it all up and it goes to their their animals is it sierra linda no it is not um he's a very small independent farm uh in uh almost by charlotte in fact or wait, that's not that's South Carolina. I don't know exactly no, no, where, no. but Charlottesville. Isn't Charlottesville, it? yes, yeah. Charlottesville. Um, he just comes up uh, once a week and picks up all the grain, and then he feeds it to his animals. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. We tried for quite some time to figure out if we could make an edible product with the spent grain, but it's just it's a little too um, like raspy. Like we tried to do some sort of peanut butter infused granola bars with mm-hmm. it, or just a straight up granola, but it's really hard to digest for for humans. Uh, we've uh, when once we get our full kitchen online uh we're in the process of doing that uh because we are a brew pub uh we are challenging our uh kitchen manager to develop food with spent grain in it yeah um he's also we're we are talking about having a dog treats you can you can make that's it into exactly dog what i was going to recommend that's Easily. that's a great use of it um it's just we tried every which way to get this <laughs> viable for a saleable product it's just not it all depends on how your grain comes in are you are you breaking it down yourself or are you having it come in milled? So we were getting it from three stars at the time, and then we were milling it in-house. I see. I see. Uh, there's some processes out there. Um, there's whole books on this whole process. Certainly. So um, there are ways you can do it that it's less um, hard to digest yeah. for the human body. Cool. Yeah. All right. I, stay I tuned. Somebody is making pizza dough out of spent grain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in D.C., in fact. Uh, Dave Coleman has been pretty obsessed with it, so I would mm. bet it's three stars most likely, uh, yeah, if anyone. I, I Although believe- it sounds like a thing that might, you might find on the Pizza Paradiso menu, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I read an article recently that they were doing this, and they they uh, donated the spent grain and the dough to a charity. Very good. There was something going on. Cool. I, it, right. It's out there in the world. Hold on, i got to Google that. <laughs> Get back to everyone. Sure. Um, so, Brian, you and I talked extensively over a period of a couple of years as you were planning to open Red Bear. Um, and I know for a fact that you were meticulously prepared when you guys opened your doors, but as small business owners, we both know what they say about best laid plans. Mm. Can you tell us a story about something you found particularly surprising and required you to be resilient early on? Well, the whole process of starting a small business is our hurt. Like they put throw so many hurdles in front of you, um, and you just got to find a way around, over it, under it. Um, I'll, and every, I swear every agency, every step of the way, <laughs> there's a hurdle wanna, that wants to kill it. <laughs> they want to make sure you really want it. <laughs> um, you know, the, for us, what happened, we opened our doors and we love it. We're very happy that this happened, but we were inundated in our soft opening all the way through grand opening. It was Not chaos. A, it was mass chaos. It definitely uh, pushed on all of our procedures that we put in place. And we, were, we wanted to test them out, but oof. Right, under fire. <laughs> that was quite the, the test. Um, 
And even to this day, we're, uh, uh, today is our six month open. Oh my goodness. By the way, soft open. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, nine, nine, yep. It's six months and we're still learning. We're mm-hmm. definitely still learning on how to be a good business, how to be uh, good partners in the community, uh, how to make great, keep making great beer. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. There, I, don't, I, can't, I can't come up with one specific thing, but um, I know they've been there. But we just been working through it. You just got to be tenacious. You're still in sort of the dark, twisty times when oh, it's like yeah. heads down. And yeah, you, you haven't had a chance to come up for reflection quite yet. I'll no, check no, no, back no, no, in no, with no, you no, in no. about two years. Give us some more time. We are still growing. We're literally growing who we are. And what yeah, we're vertically. Yeah. Um, so I, I wince to ask this question because I know what my response is when I'm asked this question. Any tips for others who might be interested in opening their own brewery someday and don't do it is not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> I would never say don't do it if this <laughs> That's is your what dream I tell people that want to open a grocery store if you have a dream and you want if you are tenacious enough you will realize the dream mm-hmm. um yeah just do uh, tips oh gosh tips uh read learn talk go out if if you if it doesn't even have to be brewery industry if you love making bread talk to talk to people in the industry talk mm-hmm. to small independent uh bakeries just keep the conversation going and start planning is what I would say. Just, yeah. If you want it, go for it. Be and tenacious. You got a job working in a bar to cultivate the service skills mm-hmm. that have served you very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a job working at Whole Foods bagging groceries because yeah. I wanted to see how the best in the business did it. Yep. Um, so I think that advice is really oh, yeah. solid. Get a, get a job in the industry yeah. too. Find out what actually happens. Yeah. It's almost like a self-fashioned apprenticeship to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Pick someone you want to replicate and figure and out how they do it. When I moved here and I knew we were starting the brewery, I'm like, where am I going to go to find the best craft brewer, beer and who sells it? I didn't want to go work at a brewery. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find who's actually selling it. And then I found you. Yeah. Um, and when I was building Glens and I was going to open a bar, which is something that was really far afield from my <laughs> expertise, uh, I got a job working at Port City Brewery yes, and did, I worked yeah. behind a bar because I had absolutely never done anything like that before. So I think we both sort of traveled a similar path and it yielded really, really helpful results, not just because we developed the hard skills, but because we developed relationships that we could call on when times got tough. And relationships are everything. For sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. So we're talking with Brian Vanderover about DC Beer Week and his amazing creation, Red Bear Brewing Company. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll learn about how Red Bear approaches community building. Back in a sec.
Welcome back. This is Everyday Enviro, a show about the small things you can do to reduce your personal carbon footprint. I'm Danielle Vogel, founder of Glens Garden Market, and I'm joined today by Red Bear Brewing Company co-founder, Brian Vandenover. Woo! Here I am. <laughs> We've been talking about DC Beer Week and Red Bear's sustainability efforts, and now we're going to learn a bit about how Red Bear approaches community building. So, Brian, I know that community, as a word, is one of your core values, and you guys have gotten some really good press about Red Bear's inclusion initiatives. Can you tell us about your approach to community building? Well, it starts from, it starts from the owners, the, uh, the three of us. We are uh, three gay men that own the, a brewery. There's not many breweries out there that are 100% LGBTQ owned. Mm-hmm. Um, so that starts it. And we, 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 we made a conscious decision not to be a gay bar mm-hmm. because, one, I don't think we could sustain ourselves. Uh, two, we wanted to reach out to and create a space that anybody can feel comfortable in our space. It, we don't care if what you are. Just come and enjoy the beer that we're creating and the space that we're creating. Uh, we also made the decision to not have as many seats and actually put a stage in our space mm-hmm. so we can have community building events. We've had the mayor in our space. We've had our council member in our space. And we've, uh, we've uh, invited a drag performance in our space. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we've, we're doing all these fun events that reach out to the community and what do you want to see here? Do you want live music? Okay, we can do that. You want drag performance? We can do that as well. Um, and we've also reached out to the, the, the deaf and hard of hearing community. Uh, not only do we do the ASL event uh, once a month, we've also, when we have drag bingo or when we have the mayor come, we bring in interpreters so it is um, ASL interpreted. For And it's free. People come free of charge. Um, if you want to be... Uh, participate in this event just come we will have the interpreter for you so you can actually be part of the community it's not just once a month it's all the time it's all the time as much as if it's a majority spoken we will have an interpreter there we will have an interpreter there if we can um and uh we've brought in a great uh lineup of interpreters that are want this mission to continue uh, that is that yeah. is so cool. It sounds like inclusion is really the oh, order of the day. Inclusion, inclusion, um, inclusion. <laughs> I didn't hear you mention something that I thought was really cool when I visited last week, which is your art installation. <laughs> yes, uh, we've started having um, art in our space. Uh, an artist came to us about two months ago, uh, Matt Brown, good artist, great artist. Yeah, um, little rubber duckies. No, uh, this is our second, actually. This is our second. Okay, Uh, cool, cool, cool. uh, Matt Brown came in, and he's like, hey, you've got a great space. I've been doing this with breweries. Do you mind if I put my art up? I'm like, yeah, go for it. And do it. And then we brought in uh, uh, another woman after he left, and she has all this art of rubber duckies (laughs) with color everywhere. It's really cool stuff. You've got to see it. She's the duck lady on Instagram. Um, We can get the actual Instagram uh, handle handle after the show. but uh, she's really fun. She's going to be up for about two months. So uh, she'll, her, her event will, uh, is already up now until November. Um, and we may keep her a, long, a little bit longer because the, the ducks are amazing. <laughs> so is this something you're going to keep going? I would like to keep doing. So if you're an artist and you're listening, uh, reach out to uh, myself. We'll, uh, my uh, email will be at the end. Okay, awesome. Um, and are there any particular community building efforts that really stand out for you ones you're most proud of? Uh, it definitely it's the ASL. Yeah, it's that's the It's amazing. having the... the the ability to bring in the deaf community to, and so they can be a part of what we're doing here. 
Uh, and I want to actually reach back to something we sort of vaguely touched on before, but I want to get more specific. When you and I talk about building community, we're not only focused on bringing people into our spaces, which is obviously critical, um, we're also deeply and passionately focused on building and retaining a spectacular team. Any tips on retention or motivation approaches that have worked for you guys so far? Well, we're definitely paying um, our staff uh, a above what a typical bartender would be paid. So the, there's a financial incentive for our bar staff to love where they are and want to stay. That's not, that's not enough. That's, that's not, not when enough. I, when I walk through the doors, that's not what I sense from no, them. No, no, no. That, there's no. a commitment to you guys. How do you cultivate that? It's because they see us working hard mm-hmm. in our space every day, making sure Red Bear is getting not only good, the best, and the ideas that we have for the future and that we're actually growing. They see us doing this work every day, nonstop. <laughs> uh, they, they, it's kind of funny. They're like, well, when are you guys like taking time off? And I'm like, eh, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> Leadership by example. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and then just communicating with our staff, making sure they know what we're doing. Uh, because if they're in the dark, they, they don't feel respect. People don't feel respected when they're in the dark of what's going on in our space. Um, it, we've got a lot of things offline. Uh, we, we email every week about what the events are coming up, mm-hmm. what, what kind of, uh, because we do a lot of them, what kind of reservations are coming in, uh, what's coming online next, the next beers. And then we also, uh, we, everybody tries the beer. And then uh, we ask for suggestion on what they want to see in the beer. Awesome. And what they want to, if, hey, if you want to name this beer, come up with some names. We'll talk about it. So it's inclusion in the actual process of the whole point of the brewery. I mean, this is, you are saying this very matter-of-factly, but the notion of making sure that you're communicating well with your team is absolutely critical and foundational, especially because they don't all overlap. There are a lot of them. You guys are open for a lot of operational hours a week. But making people feel seen, heard, and included in the decision-making process is really, it's beyond brand building. It's really loyalty building. Absolutely. Um, We're also doing a process of uh, not everybody has experience in bartending and we're a high volume bar and so we've we've implemented if you want to learn how to bartend start as a bar back mm-hmm. we will get you there cool you put in your time but you we will get you there we're also paying for um the tips training which mm-hmm. is a good needed idea. anyway Real good idea. so this is like the training for bartenders to make sure we're not serving drunk people etc yep, yep, yep um and then we're also paying for the Cicerone server course cool. for, for not only our bar, our bartenders, our barbacks, our hosts, our brewery staff, all of them get that. And if they want to advance into Cicerone, which is the next level, mm-hmm. we will talk about them, how, how we can help uh, achieve that financially and or if they need more help in the brewery and learning more about what happens. So, so sorry, just for one second. Cicerone is like the sommelier of beer for correct, those who aren't con- are familiar with the term. Uh, so we are empowering them to do that on their own time, but we'll help them financially sure. get that to that point. So it sounds like there is a, you're soliciting feedback, you're incorporating and including their feedback, you are creating paths for professional development, you're compensating them well mm-hmm. to remove that sort of disincentive to stick around. Um, and they have a real pride in the product, both because you're leading by example and because they were part of creating it. Uh, everybody is also... Um, uh, encouraged to have a brew day with the brewers. Cool. So they can actually see how we're actually doing this. What, mm-hmm. Why we're putting all this these hours into this. This is how it, what it takes to make that beer that you're selling. So and, it empowers them to recommend your products with pride and confidence. Absolutely. They know exactly how it 
what it took to make it. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, ask you if we can take a Glens field trip to a brewing day. I know my guys would love to see that in action. Depends on how many people, you know, bring. we can do this more. We can do it more than just once cool. because the space is, it's not the biggest. Yeah. I, I don't want I, 15 people in there. would not work. It's, it's never more than five or so. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, we can talk offline about awesome. that, but I, I think that's an easy thing. That would be really cool. All right. So finally, Brian, this is a show about minimizing our personal carbon footprint. What are some things you do in your own life to reduce your environmental impact? Um, for the last seven or eight years, I've not owned a vehicle and I've consciously chosen locations to live where I can walk to work. Very good. I walk to work every day for the last seven to eight years. Zero carbon yeah. transportation. We love it. Or zero carbon commuting, I should say. That's awesome. Um, so I just say, I'll finish up by saying you invited artists to get in contact yes, with you. Absolutely. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, you can you can email info at redbear.beer. I see all of that. Um, so I would do that. And hit us up with your URL and then your handles. Um, we are at Red Bear Brewing at all of the social media. All of the relevant of channels. Yep. And then your website. Um, uh, www.redbear.beer. Awesome. .beer. I thought that was so cool. It's all your email addresses too. Um, so thank you so much for being here today, Brian. I learned a ton. I cannot <laughs> wait to get back to Red Bear for more beer. <laughs> well, I hope to see you at Blonde Boots at least or the cider event. Oh, and if you want to meet Brian and support a great cause, he will be guest bartending at Glenn's on World AIDS Day, which is December 1st, to raise money for Casa Ruby, which is a shelter in D.C. dedicated to empowering gay youth. Come by. Have some drinks with us. It'll be great. It'll be so much fun. (laughs) Okay, guys. It's time for my usual sunny send-off. Climate change is real. It is happening right now, and human activity is making it worse. Every little bit counts. Keep finding little ways to minimize your personal carbon footprint. It really matters, and it's urgently necessary. Thank you for listening to Everyday Enviro on Full Service Radio. If you like the show, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And in any event, I'll catch you again next week on Everyday Enviro. Talk then. Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.